Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Where do we pick up from? Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Center and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I also uh, went to a school dance with a girl who watched Titanic, I think, 17 times in the theater. It was a different time back then. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. There's HBO hot where it's like you watch it and you're like, wow, she's dangerous. I'm into that. We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Funnier. Sportsier. More Labradoodles. On 1080, The Fan. All right, we made it to hour two. No Luke Anderson today. He uh, went for a cigarette run away from his family. I've heard that one before. Yeah. He does that. Well, he went for a cigarette run, but I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, one of those he, things where it's like, I'm going to go pick up a pack and then see you later, leave, kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he does, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. With that's them clammy hands. I've had three dads tell me that. Well, that's Ryan. By the way, P1 Ryan is in here in the studio for hour two. If P1 you missed Ryan. any of hour one, uh, the Let's Show Up Tires podcast is where you'll find it at 1080thefan.com. Just go to the on-demand section and you will find this lovely first hour of the show. But the second hour... We're bringing in our P1, Ryan. Ryan. Good morning. How did you make it in here? How the hell did you wake up? I, I, I'm still wondering that myself. Yes. Last Saturday night was rough. morning. I know. What did you do last night? I had a little fun. Went out, had some pops. You know, some drinks. Yeah. Where do you go? Well, I just moved downtown, uh, down like on 19th Street. So yeah. down there, 21st. Yeah. Went around, bar hopped. Oh. Well, that's pretty nice. Marcus, why don't you go bar hopping? Because uh, I usually drink old E-40s and go to bed. What the hell? Keeping it real. Yeah, man. Oh my God. What? Where, where do you do it? Where? Yeah. I don't know. My house outside, downtown, uh, right in the, the studio. Dude, all right. Here's the thing. Now, Ryan and I went to college together. Yeah. We had a class together. A couple I mean, of them. A couple of classes. One in particular. Can you please tell this story, by the way? Which one? Uh, the one about that... Uh, <laughs> About that woman, I get, uh, come on, get, give it to me. What I don't know which one you're G- talking give about. Give me the story, the one about that woman. I give me one of the stories. Well, I just remember <laughs> one of my favorite memories from class was how 
we got half the class together to basically cheat for the final. Yes. Yeah, we did that. Wow. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, we That's did. That's impressive. Well, now, was that a summer class? No, it was a winter class. I, I remember it was a winter class because the the gal that sat in front of me, yeah. she had a big fluffy coat with a hood on. Yes. And I the note card that had all the test answers and everything, I was able to put it right in her hood. Yeah, you were probably one of the more stealthier people when it come when it came to like the competitive advantage of college uh, writing tests because that was one of the worst parts of college to me was that you had to take these tests where they asked you questions and you did short form answers and you know I've graduated to the point where I don't think that they're gonna uh, and you know you have to and so have you Marcus that I don't think that they're gonna pull our degrees yeah um, and I mean even if they did pull my communications degree I think I'd still be okay uh, but. You were very stealthy at it. I, I wanted to get out of there as easily as possible. At just just let me get over the hurdle and be done. I, you want you don't want me to remember this. I'll forget it in three weeks. So yes. let's just be over it. Yes. And having a communications degree is one of those things where uh, you're not going to get a job as a communicator, uh, which nobody told me that until like the third year. Yeah, I work from home. Yeah. Yes. You live the life. Mm-hmm. I get to come in here on Saturdays with Marcus and hey. Try to on now. Well, now that's one of the better parts. Yeah, there we go. But then we have to have these weeks where we can't talk about anything really yeah. football wise because yeah. football's next week. But we'll be fine. Next week we'll we're hitting it off. We are hitting it off. We are now the home of the Oregon Ducks. Uh and this is an all beavers room. Ryan's beaver. Marcus is a beaver. I'm a beaver. What do we expect? What would make us happy next year from the Oregon State Beavers? Like the most realistic thing to happen next year, what would make you happy? Like if I told you that we're going to get four wins, would you go, Oh dude, that would, that would set it off for me. I'm in. I'm four in. Wins. Yeah, I'm in. That's all it takes. Yeah. I just want, I just want the full game of competitive football. Okay. What does that look like? <laughs> Looks like Stanford last year. And yeah. then you fumble the ball with like a minute left. That was, a, ter- won. That was right. a terrible play call. I don't think it was, a, I think, I think it was reasonable, but that's the thing. Like, they don't teach fundamentals. They didn't teach fundamentals because you know as a running back, and I'm surprised Nall did it because Nall's right. a very smart guy. Yes. When you get the ball, you have a minute left, right? What do they teach you? You put two hands on the ball, you go down fast, and then you take your sweet-ass time getting up. Yes. I'm talking you stretch, you're, you pop your back. Maybe you think of a book you want to read later. Well, now, Corey, you're looking your, in the your hammy sore all of a sudden? <laughs> was, was Corey coaching at that point? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. he was. Yeah. All right, because I think it was only just about two or three games in that yeah. Gary was there. Um, so yeah. I just want to see him, like, be competitive throughout the season. And maybe they don't win more than two games. But, like, as long as you can see that they're taking a step in the right direction and they're competitive all season long, I feel like that's, especially with Coach A's season that he had, the last one where we won four games and we beat the Ducks in the Civil War, we were at least competitive through, like, every game, which was a bit, especially, like, at Washington. You know, like they yeah. were they were by far the best team in the conference. And I think we put up a pretty decent fight. They ended up beating us. It was like 41 to 28. But, you know, <laughs> we were competitive. Like, that's what you want to see. Right. But it was like last season, they'd go into halftime being, you know, they'd be losing seven to nothing. And then, you know, by Dude. the third quarter, it's 48 to, to like three. You know, like, how did this even this happen? This is the saddest Beavers roundtable ever. That's we what were, I'm saying. We man. were competitive. Right. It was 41 to 28, but we were right there in it. Oh, yeah, they ran right, wait, ran away with it in the second half, but yeah. I mean, that's their depth. You know but. what I'm saying, though? Like, I'm at least keeping it real. Like, yes, at this point, you know they're not going to win more, maybe more than five, four or five games. Like, 
if they win four or five games, you know. Oh, I'll ah, be elated. Oh gosh. What? Well, yeah, you said four wins. That sounds like five too many in my book. Yeah. Really? I'm, I'm giving I'm giving Coach Smith a cake. So here's my issue with the whole they got to be competitive thing because this is what I heard in I would say year two Gary Anderson. Yeah. Like I heard like because everybody gets a mulligan year one. Yeah. In my opinion, unless you're going to a powerhouse like Urban Meyer, obviously wasn't going to get a mulligan year one at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You're going to Ohio State, dude. You have the talent. You have the horses. Just do it. Yeah. Um. But you know, Jonathan Smith's going to get a mulligan his first year, and that's totally fine. But I, dude, you gotta like, you gotta equal wins. And I feel like mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, that was what really brought Gary Anderson down most of all was that he might have been making progress in recruiting, doing kind of creative ways to recruit good players and everything, but you couldn't win enough games to get to a bowl game. And it really set the precedent when they won in the civil war. And then everybody, including myself was like, sweet dude, bowl game next year. Yeah. Six wins, like six wins is kind of where I'm, I'm putting myself. And I would look at that schedule. I remember. And even that first game against Colorado state, I was like, yeah, okay. That's a W yeah. should be. I think. Nope. You get blown out 56 to 20. Oh my God. <laughs> it was just, but that's the thing. I feel like every team, every year, like you develop, and you keep developing guys, and you get them better. But it looked like the team didn't really get any better. And granted, when you lose your starting quarterback, goodness gracious, don't get me started. Obviously, you bench Marcus McMary and put him at fourth string. Yeah. Right? Give me a break, man. This dude just won the Civil War for you. He threw t- five touchdowns against Arizona. Like, what do you want? <laughs> and then Coach A saying that he wasn't like he wasn't his guy, basically. Ryan, fan perspective, were you on board with McMarion being the guy? Because that was kind of the debate going into that season, which was like, hey, look, he just, like Marcus is saying, he just won the Civil War for you. Why don't you hit your wagon and do it? Well, at least my perspective, I kind of just wanted Coach Anderson to pick somebody. He kept on jumping around quarterbacks, and it's, it's, you obviously can't do that. Just yeah. pick somebody, stick with them. And especially after the season he had the year before, it it didn't seem any reason. There's no reason to jump ship from him yeah he's winning games for you things are progressing at least in a upwards motion in some fashion just stick with them just, yeah. just keep going and he had the whole thing of you know keep it he seemed to switch like every other game yeah yeah uh let's uh continue on this line of conversation uh, a little bit coming up next we will get around to the nfl salacious story whip around uh the browns are really popular for some reason and I don't get why. It's confusing me. I get they're on hard knocks, but what's going on here? Uh, that's all coming up next. It's all Beavs edition of Sinner and the Saint right here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fan. Sweet the streets I used to. 55305 is the better you stay. Text signs, some people chiming in. Just upset Ohio State. That's it. Just go out and do Step it. Step one. Oh, that's all we have to do. Yeah, that's the most it's easy. Or- that's the most Oregon State thing possible. Really? The first game. Is it, uh, is it wrong that when they said they were going to suspend him for three games, my first thought was, so you're saying we got a chance. Got him right where we want him. <laughs> Look, ignore the talent. We were, we, I think we got a fighter's chance. It's right there. It's it's, it's for the taking. We're going to get blown out, yep. aren't we? Yeah. It's going to be really bad. I don't want to say. Dude, Actually, just, it's I'm okay. Not, you yeah. can say I it. I can say it. We're going to get blown I still out. Ha- I still have some homies on the team. So, like, you know, I got to, I got to. What are they saying about it? I mean, are they just excited to go play in the atmosphere? I think so. I think I think that's it. I know when I when they said that I was I was excited because I was thinking about getting another year back after I tore my ACL, but that's all right. You didn't get your uh, red shirt, your injury red shirt. Yeah, I'm too old, man. Two ACLs, come on. Two ACLs, ankle, both shoulders. Like, is it really worth it? 
I don't know. Is I, it? That's when my dad quit football. Yeah. It, it, it he, the after his senior year, the Dallas Cowboys in the seventies actually invited him to camp. Yeah. But halftime every game, he had his knee drained of fluid. Shot up after the game, drained, shot up, and after three seasons of that, he's like, "Yeah, I'm out, dude." Can't do that it. was those were the days. That's those, those were the days when it was slapdash surgery in the locker room. Now I, <laughs> I don't know if that's the case still. I don't remember really seeing any of that in the locker room, like the draining. I remember you would do that kind of, um, you know, during practice week, hush hush, to drain whatever you had to drain. But like, I, I've heard stories from people who go to the league. I know Victor Butler. I've talked to before when he was on. Uh, the Cowboys, and they said, oh, yeah. He, he was like, dude, you know, half of the locker room is just, like, mending injuries. That's yeah. it. Like, the other half is planning, and then one whole half is like, let's drain this. Do you mind if you could cut this off? Like, oh, it's dude, a mash unit. Yeah. It's bleh. <laughs> it's what? It's bleh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't th- – I don't – I just – It's a little bit of Luke. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's where we are. That's- We're, it's sad. It's it sad, sad that we have to talk about this, about the Oregon State Beavers like this. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, you got to break them down before you can build them up, though. Well, I we've, love been, that. we've been breaking great. them down for, yeah. for four seasons now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You got to go through some tra- – well, okay, here, here's how I actually look at it. It's like, dude, think about being a Washington State fan for the past decade. Oh, bro, I used to make fun of people who liked Washington State. Yeah. And now living the past, what, three years of being a Washington State fan, you know how just, like, affirmated you have to be now? Just like, yeah, dude, I hung with these guys for friggin' a decade. They haven't had anything since the Ryan Leaf days. Yeah. And the Fab Five, as they call it. You know that the, uh, you know the Cougs got to a Rose Bowl without Ryan Leaf? When? Um, I have to look this up. I I surprised the hell out of me. He's making stuff up. I think it was in 2000. Uh, it because that, that was the Oregon Oregon State years. Oh. Let me see here. When they were going back and forth. See, I was okay. too young. I don't know. All right, let's see. I got the list uh, here, the list of Washington State Bowl games. I didn't even have to scroll much, by the way. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I got the Rose Bowl in 1998. That's your Ryan Leaf loss to Michigan. And then they uh, dropped another L. Yes, in 2003. Oh, I'm sorry, 2002 to the Oklahoma Sooners. What the hell? That was a thing. Washington State? Yeah. Oh. Washington State against Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl in 2002. In fact, I think that was Adrian Peterson year. I'm pretty what? sure. No, he no, was. Adrian, Adrian was a few years after that. If that was like, that might have been his freshman year or something. <sighs> Let's see here. I'm going to look at some pictures. Because there was the Oregon debacle in like 2005, 2006. Yeah. Sure. Let's see. I got the 2002. Hold on. I'm just Googling I went to here. that. Oregon, Oklahoma game. Oh, yeah. It, 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 Austin, event. That was gone there. Absurd. Uh, yes. In fact, Adrian Peterson was playing at that time. Was that when was that when Oregon kicked out onside? Right? Yeah. And and the refs had no idea what they were doing for about five plays in a row. Perfect. Actually, yeah. Uh, Oregon won. Actually, I just lied to you. Just lied to you. You did? Yeah. AP wasn't on that team. I was going to say, I'm used to you lying to me now. <laughs> yeah. They. they Oregon sound like every woman in my life. I remember this. Good try. Um, The onside kicked it, and like an Oklahoma player was handing the ball to the ref as the ref saying it's Oregon's ball. Yeah. Whoa. It's like, wait, what? Now, uh, I would have to say that that 
and Dyer was down are the two things that when Duck fans present it to me, I just want a backhand. I, I can't handle it. The whole, oh, yeah, no, Oklahoma didn't have possession of the ball. We beat them fair and square. I'm like, no, you didn't, didn't, dude. You got away with one. Just admit it. Yeah. It's you okay. Know, you got away with one. And I'd, like, like to, I'd like to admit it. My favorite players when I was, like, in high school, Yeah, they were definitely Ducks. It was DeAnthony Thomas okay. by far. And then LaMichael James. Loved LaMichael James. I have Dennis Dixon's jersey signed at my house still. So uh, That's actually kind of a. It, it's his rookie Not jersey. Okay. It's his rookie jersey. That's reasonable, right? Wait, wait. His rookie NFL jersey? Yeah. I'm just glad to hear that you admitted that you had a problem and you fixed right, it. Right. Yeah, yes. I fixed it. I went through rehab. And, and I'd also like to say that you have a Dennis Dixon NFL rookie jersey signed. Yeah. Why are you not on eBay right now? <laughs> I want to see what kind of money you could get for that. That is an odd item to have. You know, I seen him at the gym the other day, actually. What? Yeah, it was weird. Dennis Dixon? Yeah. Is he living around here? Yeah. What does he do? I don't know, man. Works out, apparently. Well, what does he do with the rest of his time? I mean, what is he, just a gym rat? And then he just get, sits in a corner and hopes somebody recognizes Dennis Dixon? <laughs> <laughs> See that guy? Uh, nope. All right. I'll wait for that guy. Yeah, but. Just, just sitting there making odd eye contact yeah. there, buddy. <laughs> I got over it now. And look at me now. We're talking beeves, right? I just some beeves. Some beeves. We all have to grow up sometime. I uh, We were at the fantasy football draft, Dirt and Sprague uh, fantasy football draft this past Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, I saw a guy in a LaMichael James Niners jersey. And I, I, got, I got the temptation to go over and get pretty mad about that. I, why are you wearing that? Why? What, what is the point of that? And I don't want to hear the, oh, because they, they went to a Super Bowl with them. You know that, right? Yeah. No, dude. <laughs> why are you wearing that? It's okay if you have it. Like, if you were wearing your Dennis Dixon, <laughs> your signed Dennis Dixon NFL rookie jersey around here, I would have a serious problem with you. So you're saying if I wore it Monday, we're having a problem. If you wore it Monday, I would really question your sanity. I'd say, what's wrong with you? Like, on a whole corporeal level. I don't It has dust on it now. And, like, that's a fair assessment. That's why you have to get on eBay and try to sell that thing. You think get your, you could? Get your five bucks and get out, yeah. <laughs> Get your five bucks. Should about cover shipping, I think. <laughs> no, you put that, that $20 shipping on the customer. Right, of course. Of course. Um, so, hey, the Browns are uh, popular again for some reason, right? So they're on uh, Hard Knocks this year. Um, and then uh, the other kind of big flashy thing that happened was that I think it was GQ that uh, Baker Mayfield was on the cover uh, in a ma- – or walking next to a Maserati with a tiger by him uh, with his um, ultimate Frisbee on the weekend headband. And uh, then you have Tyrod Taylor possibly missing some time with uh, after dislocating his pinky. Uh, So there's kind of all this hype of, Oh my God, maybe Baker Mayfield's going to actually get in and play. He's going to be starter week one. And then you actually have this story dropping this morning, not too much breaking news, but Josh Gordon has now been placed on the active list. Mm. Um, kind of something we expected but there's kind of this buildup of hey maybe the browns are good now given this happens every year right every year yeah every year we kind of go hey maybe the browns are going to be good you keep on making that shot you'll it'll eventually hit right yes if you stand at the free throw line long enough at 24 hour fitness you'll you'll some will go in you know you told us that i was (laughs) i was (laughs) i was sold on menzo 
I was. You, were you really? Yeah, I have his jersey. Marcus Browns admitted jersey. Browns fan. I I don't I don't blame you for that. I think that's. I, I think it was okay. Dude, he was one of the most exciting players I've ever seen play college football. Yeah, but then when you go back and, like, really break down his film, you're like, there was no chance he was going to be good. Because running around in a circle in the pocket, you're like, come on now. Do you think it was maybe just the thought of Michael Vick? Because yeah, Vick really 100%. Like, Vick's athleticism, by far and away, at least early in his career, way it was trumped. Absurd. It was I mean, just, yeah. I, I saw an old video of him when he was on the Eagles, and he threw it to... Deshaun Jackson. Judge Jackson, where yeah. he just flicks the wrist, his wrist, oh, yeah. and the ball seventy yards in the air. Yeah, yeah he was the, he was the best player to play on Madden with. Yes, because oh, if you cheap. if you run every single time you done. Win, I mean yeah. you done score. It was completely unfair, and then you had to just kind of hope that you could be the Eagles and do Donovan McNabb because Donovan McNabb in that game was, was the B version of <laughs> Michael Vick, maybe a little bit more accurate, but you weren't going to win. Um, and I, I, I don't know, maybe that's kind of the hope that they had with. Johnny Manziel, but then you have some guy like Baker Mayfield come in. And I think by all, I don't know, by all accounts for anybody that's watching NFL or watching college, everybody just kind of thought, why would you pick this guy? He's obviously just a good college quarterback. Won't yeah. translate well to the league. I don't know. In these preseason games, he looks, looks pretty right. good. He looks pretty freaking good. Then again, good. defense is pretty basic. They don't want to right. show nothing. But yeah. he, I mean, he at least looks like He's going to stay in the pocket, which I think, I don't know why everyone has a big deal if you run out of the pocket, like all of a sudden you're not a very good quarterback. Yeah. But he at least stays in the pocket. So if they're going off that, he stays in and he, and he delivers the ball. So I think the biggest thing with the Browns or the biggest story, I wouldn't say it's the the picture that Baker Mayfield took. Yeah, who cares? Can we take a second? Brad Paisley was at their practice on Hard Knocks. I don't was know who he? that is. but uh, Brad Paisley as like the country singer? Yeah, they said he was like number one country singer, and I didn't know who that was. That's I know okay. like Johnny Cash, I think. Is that his name? Wait, you that, that's you a thing, yes. yes. You don't know any country singers? Not really. What about uh I heard Kenny Chesney once and that sounds awful. I would never want my name to be Kenny Chesney. It's Garth Brooks. There is Garth Brooks. Wait a I second. don't know, man. I lived in Pineville. Like I should know somebody. Wait a second. You heard Kenny Chesney's name, but not his music. And at that point, you oh, said no. Oh, I already no. knew. I was like, there's no chance. That's fair. Yeah. That was my whole thought. Well, Johnny with, Cash, yeah. With little Uzi Vert. I heard his name, and I go, See, well, like, I can't that's do that. absurd. No, yeah. don't, even, don't even waste your time with I, that. I don't want to turn that on. But that's big right there. He, he was at their practice. It's over with. Are you kidding me? It's just like Snoop Dogg going to USC's practice. You knew Super after old. that, like, it's... It's big time. I'm the stars sure. are flocking to the Browns. Yeah. Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney has been cited at practice. And then you had that huge walrus of an offensive line coach who said that... Uh, he, is, he is my favorite person on Hard Knocks now. Dude, how awesome is it that he goes that we won World War One and Two without stretching? 2-0. 2-0 no World Wars, baby. You do some push-ups... <laughs> It's a jumping jack. Think they're worried about stretching when they're storming in the beaches of Normandy. Like I was like, wow. Yeah. He has a point. I mean, you you know, you have guns. Yeah, well, <laughs> think about it. They're probably more athletic than all of us. To be fair, my grandpa was in World War II and was he? he never pulled a hammy. Okay, let me ask you this. Yes. If do you think that your grandpa, World War II, peak condition could could have beat you up, you peak condition? My grandpa died 11 years ago. He could still probably beat me up. Wow. We'll see. Wow. Maybe he, spent, he spent two years in a German POW camp. Whoa. That's big time. Okay. That's, that's kind of that's a bomb un- you're dropping on us. Yeah, that's that's. If he crazy. could do that, he could still beat me up. He probably didn't stretch either. No. No. See? Absolutely not. That, that offensive line coach is right. 
after he said that, I was like, why do I need to stretch? Like, I look back on all the stretching I used to do before games. I was like, that's why we lost, because we did all this fancy stretching. Yeah. Does that make sense? Are people no. following me? No. No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, you're you're making quite a correlation there. I, right. I mean, I guess you could blame every loss on stretching if that's the case. Think about it. Like two world wars, you're two and zero, oh, right? Well, okay. Then so then Oregon what? State they stretched during Nam. Then is that the case? What's that? The Korean War and Nam. We stretched. I don't know, man. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Too much stretching. Well. Like all the calisthenics, and everything got yeah. into it. I don't know stretching too much. Or stre- I don't know and this actually, kind of stuff. But I just remembered my grandpa won the state championship in basketball in Oregon at a high school that had 26 kids in it, and then went to war. So See? yeah, your grandpa could beat the crap out of you. Yes. He probably beat me up too. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, my dad at, at my grandpa's funeral told a story. He was going out. My grandpa's going out to feed the horses. And my dad and I were shooting hoops out in the out in the driveway. And my grandpa's like 25, 30 feet from the hoop. He turns around and goes, hey, Bryce, throw me the ball. My dad goes, you can't make it from there. He says, just give me the ball. So my dad throws the ball, one of those old man set shots. Yeah. Hits it. And dad goes, you can't do that again. He says, give me the ball. Throws to a second time, hits the second one in a row. My dad goes, third time's a charm. Threw him the ball again. He, my grandpa had a third one in a row. He goes, I'll teach you how to do that someday. Kept on going to the barn. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's manly. That's Your grandpa, manly yeah, was a man's man of the 1940s and 50s. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, uh, I don't know. Do you guys want to talk? You want to just crap more on the ducks, or yeah, why not? I mean, we could do that. We could talk about the mental health thing. Yeah, whatever you want, man. It's your world. I'm just living in it. Okay. Well, here's the news. Yeah. I'm not even surprised you played this music. Sub 41. Yeah, 311's next. How did you know that? It's Actually, you. I got Bush coming up next. Some sweet Bush. Dude, Bush is still touring. Who was Bush? Oh, yes. <laughs> See, this next segment, you're just, I'm going to blow your mind. That's great. I love it. Some guy who's never heard of Bush. Bush was like the better version of Creed. Does that help? Creed? Oh you my can't God. get much worse than Creed. Okay, how about... Give me a song that Creed has. Bush was the even better version of Nickelback. There you go. Oh. Does that help? Yeah, that's awful. Well, I said the better version. Accurate. Hold on, I'm going to get some Creed for you. I'm intrigued. Uh, Hold on. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, your brain's... Now, have you ever heard of this song, Marcus? Really? Nothing. Uh, nothing? No. Wow. Dude, I, I don't think I've ever encountered anyone that's never heard of Creed before. Well, this is really bad. <laughs> right. Uh, Which is right up, right I wish I could write a paper on this. It would just, the title would be. <laughs> exposed. You probably did write a paper on this in class, didn't you? Yeah. Exposed test subject to Creed. He denied it. <laughs> Immediately denied it. That's in, yeah, this is bad. Really? I mean, this was like, this was a thing in the 2000s. People enjoyed this music a lot. Yeah, I know. I still can't believe it myself. Did you like it? Uh, I probably enjoyed it a little bit. I probably rocked out to it a little bit on the radio. I don't know. I was big into Soldier Boy when I was young. That's about it. This is close. Yeah, this is just like bad incubus. It's all this is. This is 
horrible. <laughs> wow. Wow. I've never, I've never met somebody that just immediately rejected Creed. A hundred percent. Because I feel like Creed is one of those bands where you go through a process where the first time you hear, I don't know, Ryan, back me up if you can on this. It's you hear it, you go, oh, okay, that's all right. You say, yes. yeah, that's fine. I can listen to it. And then you hear it four more times. And then every single time preceding or uh, following, you just go right down the hill. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I can't. Mm, no. And then you just go, no, I can't have it anymore. I've never met somebody that I exposed to Creed and they go, no, please stop. <laughs> you skipped all four listens and you just said, I don't, won't have it. Anymore. Yeah, that's bad. He didn't have to show his work in class. I was actually, I'm actually a little offended that you just put that on. Well, I'm sorry. The audacity. What can I tell you? I got to expose your ears to something. Can we listen to, like, some Soldier Boy, maybe? You See, that's what I was into. I'll just five, throw five, some three, Earth, Wind, and Fire on, and we'll be good. Some what? Earth, Wind, and Fire. What's that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire? Dude. That's sickening. That's so a much, name? So yes. much to learn. 55305 five, is the Better You Today text line. Somebody made a very good point. Uh, they're the Lazy Pearl Jam. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. That's a hot and uh, effective take. Now, Marcus's face is indicating me he's never heard Pearl Jam before, (laughs) which is now scaring me. How could you never hear a Pearl Jam? Any better? Give me a song. I'm not going to give you one now. I mean, I'll tell you this. Boss Man's probably mad at me that I, again, are hosting a show. I've just taken like four minutes playing a song. That tends to happen, and then I have to go talk to him on Monday. Well, good luck, man. Do you think he's listening? (laughs) Oh, um, he's going to be excited. Sports. Uh, let's see. Everybody's responding, uh, Ryan, oh, no. to your grandpa oh, okay. in World War II. I would have faked a hammy injury to get out of World War II like I'm in fall camp. <laughs> That's really good. I don't know how you could do that. Got to go see the trainer. Yeah. See, isn't that crazy? We were talking. I don't know if you heard us. We were just talking about it like, that's a man's man, right? Yeah. You're, he went state in basketball, does all this, goes to war, yeah, prisoner of war, all mm-hmm. that. And then that made me really sit back and think. I was like, you know, on occasion I get my eyebrows done, man. Yeah. Like, this is bad. No, I, I think it's uh, – and we're going to get deep into this because I love talking about it, is that I think that we just grew up in a really weird time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, okay, so we were all, we were all born somewhere around the late 80s to 90s. Or maybe the 80s and 90s. I don't know. I'm just going to throw out a 20-year net. And during that time, we never had a cause that we were directly involved in, at least as much as I don't know, right? Most people, when they grew up anywhere before the 1980s or 70s, it was something like, look, dude, I lived around World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, uh, Vietnam, uh, the Cultural Revolution of the 60s. Like, I lived through Nixon. That was effing crazy. I don't think we really lived through anything we were active in. 9-11, I get that, but, like, I didn't go to war there. I was a kid. I really cared about the ozone later in the 90s. Did you really? Oh, yeah. You were all about that. All about it. You were, like, worried. No CFCs, baby. You were worried that, like, the uh, air fresheners were destroying the ozone layer? That's good. Yeah, I've definitely, uh, I don't think I, yeah, I've never been a part of anything like that, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think I was, like, I think I was, like, five in 2001 when 9-11 happened. That's about it. Yeah, and I mean, you bear, you probably have very, very vague memories of even the day. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you don't. but Not really, yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it's interesting that we've grown up in a time where there was nothing really that we were directly involved in that we had to, like, insert ourselves 
into. Yeah. Like people, uh, yeah, that was funny. Um, like people had to actually be drafted into, you know, Vietnam or into the uh, Korean War or even even the '90s. I guess you could say Desert Storm because some people did, but as kids, you never. There was nothing you were ever involved in. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That was some like wisdom that you just threw at us. That's that old man talk. Well, that's that Creed inspired talk. Creed. That's what it does to you. I mean, yeah. Ryan knows. That's what I used to do in college. Yeah, I'll probably never ever listen to that music, ever. I used to puff puff pass and listen to Creed. What does that mean? <laughs> Smoke pot and listen to Creed. Oh, could you imagine that? No, I could actually. Right in the back of class. <laughs> in that same class. Sticking it to the man. <laughs> Be in the back of class with a J and a uh, Bluetooth speaker, just pumping Creed. Well, Doctor Iltis was back there with us. Who's that? Doctor Iltis. Who's that guy? He was like the head of the comm department. He always wore like the vests. Oh, that guy. Now, do you remember the comm teacher we had who was a chain smoker who uh, taught 101 and was just like a friggin' bulldog about it? No. Like, I remember one of my first classes in Com 101 was this huge uh, auditorium, and he was like, one of the first speeches was something around the area of like, what you learn here is not going to turn into a career, okay? And I was like, oh, great. Was, Thanks. Was he the guy that was super into, like, World War II and Nazis? Yes. Okay, yes, I remember yes. him. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he basically just had cigarettes on a line. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was a chain smoker, yeah. which I respect those people because the longer you can live, well... You obviously beat the genetic yeah. code. I don't know. Um, all right. We got way off track. That's okay. Imagine that. Uh, coming up next, we'll take a look at the college football landscape. Let's just take a look at Oregon and Oregon State schedules and see where we can find some wins for Oregon State and see if there are any realistic wins after the first four weeks for the Ducks because they have one of the most notoriously easy schedules uh, in non-conference play, but uh, let's do a little bit of that, a little bit of crystal balls coming up next year on an all beeves edition of Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Any better? Absolutely not. Now, if I played this next to Creed, I doubt you could even tell the difference between them. Two. Should I fly <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> now, Luke genuinely likes Bush. Like he really likes that band. Like he will, he will go to his grave saying that's a really quality band. Oh no, I'm... there's something about Luke, man. I hope he's listening, Luke. If you're listening, there's something about you, man. No, oh, he's know. not listening. No. Oh, you don't think so? No, he doesn't care about this show whatsoever. Uh, I could tell. Yeah, no. it's all right though. Sinner and Saint are going to be coming back next week. Uh, next week, of course, is the big college football kickoff Oregon Ducks Oregon Beavers will be starting their 2018-19 season uh we're gonna have all sorts of pregame postgame and halftime shows for you right here on the fan we are now home of the Oregon Ducks uh speaking of the Oregon Ducks let's take a look at their schedule this season now it's been uh noted that uh the Ducks have a very very easy uh non- conference schedule uh could we all just agree on that yeah and turn ryan's mic on go thanks ahead. Why, why would you schedule as far as i'm concerned why would you schedule any other way just take your three wins and get and call it a day so and this is kind of a popular belief right with a lot of what's going on with the non-conference so you have washington in that first week playing auburn and a lot of people kind of said well why would you do that but i kind of view it as a double-edged sword in that 
you know, hey, look, man, if you actually come out with the win and it comes down to a tiebreaker uh, in your league and maybe you don't even get, uh, I mean, in Alabama's case, maybe you don't even get a chance to play in your conference title game, that win can look pretty good and actually kind of bump you up. But the other part of it, too, I get, which is, look, just get your Bowling Green, uh, Portland State, and San Jose State wins. Just take your directional schools and and just leave yeah. and run and just hope you can win the rest of them. And It's just and, a risk-reward thing. And I just yeah. think the, the risk of losing the game, a loss is going to look worse than a cupcake win, I think, regardless of who is too. I think what the dangerous uh, part of this whole theory is what happened with Washington um, in the first college football playoff. Now, do you remember that? They played uh, Alabama in the first college football playoff game. I think that was. Yeah. Uh, and they had a just notoriously easy schedule that season. And a lot of people had questions going in just saying like, man, do you think that they can actually go up against Alabama? Now, that game wasn't a complete blowout, but it was a you could tell very easily one team was far better than yeah. the other. Uh, yeah. Washington just got out physical the entire time. And Alabama being Alabama, who they're not going to run a high-speed offense, just said, dude, we'll run you ragged. We don't care. Yeah. So I kind of worry that that kind of thing might happen with the Ducks where, you know, I get it. They have a lot of talent this year and everything, but maybe they'll just skate by. And then, you know, the Pac-12 South is such a wild card anyway. Maybe you'll get somebody like Arizona State who will leak in there. You get another win, and then you find yourself playing a high-quality talent like Alabama and it's not not really a matchup but the bottom line is though I mean even with like that Washington example sure they had a cupcake schedule but where did they lose the first round of the playoffs yeah they got to the playoffs sure so and so if the Ducks sit there and have this cupcake schedule and skate their way through and then end up in the Fiesta Bowl or something yeah who cares they're in the Fiesta Bowl yeah, yeah. so um and I think from a player standpoint too now th- this was me being a um uh, a kind of disconnected player at the end uh, when we lost in the 09 Civil War game to go to the Rose Bowl. You were I, just disconnected at the end? Uh, I was a little bit disconnected at the end there. Uh, and uh, I, it was more to the fact that we couldn't go to the Rose Bowl, but then like I got over it maybe two days later because we were going to go to the Vegas Bowl, and the Vegas Bowl was freaking awesome uh, because uh, it was Vegas, and uh, they gave you, you know, uh, per diem money that we all just went and spent on alcohol. And then <laughs> some people who now play in the NFL went and spent it on uh, personal entertainment. Somebody's name who I won't mention. Mm. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, anyway, that's my two cents. I don't know, man. I think with the duck schedule being easy, though, like I get where both you guys are coming from. I just think, like you said, Will, from a player's standpoint, like, you might as well just take your, you know, you might as well take your wins like you said, you know, take your wins and then you have momentum going in because I know for a fact once Oregon State barely beat Portland State, it was all, I already knew. I was like, oh, it's all downhill from here. They have zero momentum, right? Yeah. Well, you get and- blown out against Colorado State. You're like, okay, well, that's that's concerning. Then yes. You get, then you only beat Portland State by a last second touchdown and Portland State didn't win any games last year. They you're almost like, won a game. A lot. You're just like, give me a break, man. Like, I like. I think it's smart what the Ducks do. You get all the momentum, you get the swag, and you get the self confidence. And then come conference time, who's their is their first conference game against Stanford? Stanford. Right? Uh, that's yeah, going to be on the twenty second, and that is at home. That's one of the advantages See? that they have. Yeah. Their first four games are at home. Yeah, and they always seem to set it up that way, which you know is awesome because then you carry your momentum going into the 
um, going into conference play where what your next game is at Cal, which I can tell you from experience. I don't know about you going yeah. to Cal oh, stadium. It's, it's not really that hard to play. in. No, I, no. I think there's like, I think the most people that we had there was 30. Yeah. It's maybe 40. It's not, doesn't get very full. Then you come back, uh, play Washington at home. So See, you get that kind of advantage. And if the ducks can beat Washington at home, which obviously it'll be super hard to do, but if they can do it, then the rest of the season is kind of downhill. It's, it's Yeah, it's all theirs. <laughs> well, think about it in terms of this. That you could take a nosedive where you go 5-0, and right? After the first five weeks, you've beaten Bowling Green, Portland State, San Jose State. You get a win against Stanford. Uh, you beat Cal. And then take a look at the stretch of schedule where you're going up against Washington, Washington State, Arizona, UCLA, and Utah. That seems like kind of a death lineup to me where you could really losing one game could set a bad pace. Sure. But as we were saying, the beginning of the schedule. So let's just say they lose to Stanford. Sure. Now all of a sudden you're four and one, you go two and three in those next five. There's your bowl game. Yeah. Right. I, I guess that's what it comes down to, right? Is the, um, you know, what are your expectations? If you're a Ducks fan, I think a lot of people are kind of hoping that we'll compete for, you know, a Pac-12 title game. I don't think anybody has the unrealistic expectation that they're going to get to a college football playoff, but a Pac-12 title game might be nice. Oh, I don't they, know. I, I definitely think they could. They have this. I mean, they have the talent for it. Yeah. They just have to obviously show up and play. Um, and Justin Herbert has got to have a year. Yeah, and all that preseason hype, obviously, with all the recruits that they get and everything. Uh, obviously, it goes away once the season starts, but if they can obviously keep their head on their shoulders and, uh, you know, actually just put their head down and, and just grind it away and play. I think the Ducks can be really good. Uh, flipping over to the Oregon State side, the first game of the season is going to be competitive <laughs> against Ohio State, at Ohio State. Okay. So <laughs> do you think that now that Urban Meyer's not coaching, we'll score at least one touchdown? That's a, that's a two-touchdown gimme right there. No, Urban Meyer, that's, two, that's for two scores. So uh, going from a goose egg to two scores, that's what Urban Meyer's worth? Yeah, so that's going to be like, 14 to 52 or that sounds about right yeah uh game after that southern utah you would kind of hope that we can at least show what talent we are or at least even the playing field i have no idea about nevada um nevada has 21 returning starters oh do they really and it's nice. at nevada yeah dude the last time i paid attention to them was when kaepernick was exactly. playing for him when they beat boise state uh then you got game. arizona arizona state washington state cal colorado usc uh, stanford really you know she got to, the death light up, man. I know, man. <laughs> I, I'm trying hard not to like try to make out wins here, but like I there's none. There are none. Dude, I could realistically see us beating Arizona State. Maybe. I had Arizona State as my sleeper team. That they were that they were gonna be good. With old Herm? Good old Herm. No, they have <laughs> I don't know, man. They're I think they're they're a good team. But yeah, that November lineup is uh Yeah. Well, in your last three games being Stanford, Washington, and Oregon State. Or, I'm sorry, Oregon. That's well, that, that's where you make your hay, I suppose. Sure. That's where you make your case for a spot in the college football They beat playoff. all three. If they beat all three, dude, I would. Oh, God. I would streak through Reeser naked. Would you really? Oh, absolutely. That's M. Night Shyamalan type twist. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going all out. I'd see that. I appreciate that, Will. Back next week, regular schedule. Luke's in. Start of Ducks. Thanks for having me in, guys. Beavers. Ryan. Everyone, Ryan. Thank you so much for coming in. It was fun. We had fun with this. This is our last goofy show before we have to actually start being serious about football.
Anything else yet? Uh, no. Go bees. You're drunk. Oh, always look on the bright side of death. Fiji's in Europe. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.